Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of the Baby Metal Podcast. It's September 29th, 2019, here as we record. The podcast is a place where we gather on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Hello. And Garrett. Hello. So, the news keeps coming. Uh, <laughs> even just, like, a half hour <laughs> Moments ago. Moments ago. Yeah. Breaking <laughs> news. Yeah, so there's there's a ton of stuff to talk about, surprisingly. I'm not sure that... I, I, I kind of feel like this is going to be the way things are for, <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Not complaining. Sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine. But okay, so... Uh, there are things they are in an order in the show notes that I'm looking at. And so we can just go in that order, I suppose. <laughs> Sounds um, good to me. The first thing that I have here is that we got the Shanti 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 video and with it, the studio audio, which was, I think the, the thing we were mostly waiting for. Yep. Mostly a, a live cam, not a, any kind of special production besides special effects. So what did, well, yeah. What did you think? I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I I mean, I think I prefer the Papa Ya one. More excitement in that one, but this one's okay. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's nice to hear the studio version. Oh, for sure. It sounds a little heavier. I think we learned that the theme of the album is electronica. And what I mean by that is we, we have some effects on some voices everywhere all the oh, time. Sure. Um, that's a little disappointing, I suppose, if I'm honest, but... It was um, almost expected, I think. Yeah, maybe one of those things that in the back of my mind I knew it was going to happen, but in the front of my mind I didn't really want it to happen. At any rate, it's still a banger. It's yeah. a oh, blast yeah. to listen to. Yes, so um, for anyone who's not been paying attention somehow, they released the the video, but they put a 24-hour countdown clock on it, which was... Yeah, they did the, the, the YouTube premiere. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually so kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed that. So that built hype for a bit. Uh, so and and then after, like once once that hit zero and the YouTube, you know, went live and we could hear the studio audio. Then after that, they started rolling out the you know the song that you could buy. So you didn't have to, you didn't need to get the audio from the the video, but you had, you know, up to a day in advance of being yeah. able to buy the the you know sort of official digital version. But yeah, so the um. The video is, uh, I think we decided it's Legend M. It looks video. like Legend M to me. There's almost no crowd shots. I mean, like, there are a few frames that tell you that it's this big, flat Nagoya uh, venue, but otherwise it's, there's, you also can't see the Kami band. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of disappointing. I kind of have a complaint I'd like to state about it. All right. This, I, could, I want your guys' opinion here. And the, during the close-up scenes where they're doing the kaleidoscope effect with uh-huh. the um with Moa or Sue centered on it, does it feel off-center to you? Does it feel like, <laughs> like or am I going crazy? Do you also uh, walk around and like straighten pictures on the wall and stuff? <laughs> a little bit. I know. I get that they're dancing around. I get it. But like, even when they're not moving around left or right, it feels like their entire body is just shifted to the right, just a little bit. I guess that's a hazard of a. Uh using a live as your music video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's, so it did seem like a lot of this stuff was in fact, the stuff that was in the background of the shows, you know, that, that we've been seeing, uh, some yeah. of it isn't, but, uh, it was, I think it was pretty interesting that they incorporated 
them into the kaleidoscope. Like I didn't realize that if that was in the previous, you know, the the backdrop to the previous shows, I hadn't noticed that. But they're I think actually that's I think that's new, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, my memory might not be great, but I want to say that's the presentation as we saw it in Japan at Legend M and in Yokohama. Oh, so they were even playing. Yeah, pro- akin to uh, the effects in like karate and um elevator girl during the lives um because the the screen was way bigger than they're you know using on the u.s tour so i think they just have more real estate to make that kind of worth it yeah um and it might not even be a direct feed one of the first things i noticed watching the video was that uh those parts of the song are a little the video quality is not great so it actually might Mm -hmm. be a camera recording the big screen at legend m I don't know. Well, so they they definitely sort of flip back and forth between direct video and then them in front of the screen. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, the direct video might not be direct video oh. because the, because the quality is just not great when you look at it. Right. If I get a direct out of the video board, I expect it to be a little sharper. Yeah. You know, uh, now that you mentioned that, it did kind of feel like uh, it was not quite what I had expected um, in terms of like the quality when it started. And I think it's sort of deliberately out of focus a little bit at the beginning, but yeah, it could be. Yeah. One, one thing that came to mind when I looked at this was uh, there are little hints of things that are like Doki Doki morning in it. Actually, if you think about like the kinds of effects that they used in that video, they did the same sort of thing here, <laughs> you know, incorporated I, them in and I, I rotated them around. And so yeah, mildly interesting. Yeah. I- I suppose it's an evolution. Yeah. I'll take that. Um, but the other thing, too, about this, so, you know, we could see from the preview that it was going to be one of these shots of the shows in Japan where they're on the platform in front of the big screen. And so everybody said, all right, it's a live video. Um, but it is, it's actually surprisingly little of the performance. Like, a lot of that sort of interesting choreography you can't see because they're busy, like, kaleidoscoping around. Right. So... I don't know what I think of that. I mean, it's it's visually interesting, um, but and but it does make me want the just regular Legend, Legend M performance. Soon, Paul. You have to wait for that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so what else? But yeah, this the single came out, and you know the audio is much clearer. There were there were a lot of things in there that I didn't that I hadn't heard correctly. Really, I mean, like it's always interesting to hear the studio because it's. There's just a couple of notes where, you know, in my head were wrong, were wrong. <laughs> uh, and there's just a lot of, sort of a lot of interesting stuff going on in the background that you couldn't hear just coming out of the speakers at the live shows. Sure. Has anyone followed how it's doing? I mean, like this this song, I was kind of thinking this one would take off in the world. Uh, I don't have the sense that it has, but I'm not sure why, and I haven't really been paying that much attention. 855,000 on YouTube at the time of recording. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, what was that, two days ago? <laughs> yes. 26th. That was two days ago. I don't know how that stacks up with other releases. Yeah, I think that's pretty well. It's probably going to hit a million within the first week. Because I, I, I guess I sort of feel like this is this has the potential to grab people more than Elevator Girl did. You know, that they might... It might get stuck in their head. They might want to listen to it. They might pass it on to friends. Maybe. So. We got to almost mention Papaya. I feel like it's approaching 10 million views yeah. here pretty quick. It's at 8.9. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like in terms of what could grab more people, I think Popeye is going to grab more people. I agree with that. I just I don't think Shanti Shanti Shanti. I don't. It's too specifically identifiable as to what region they are taking inspiration from. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Papaya is just a fun hybrid song that you expect from baby metal. Well, and it does. I guess it does have the sort of weird genre mix in there. Um, yeah. That, that you know sort of causes people to say what the heck is this and pass it on to their friends. Yeah, true. Well, anyway, uh, we'll see how it, how it does, but I'm glad that's out. I, I wanted people to be able to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next, the next spot in the show notes is that the U S tour continues. So we had last time we talked about Orlando, Atlanta, DC, Boston, Philadelphia, and New York city. Um, and since then, we have had Detroit, Chicago, St. Paul, Kansas City, Dallas, Denver, and Salt Lake City. So what you're saying so is some shows have happened. We've had a lot of shows, yeah. Um, in all of the ones I just mentioned having happened since we recorded, Momoko and Riho have uh, alternated. I think neither one has done two in a row. That's interesting. So. Is there a pattern? <laughs> well. I guess now, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody do the math at the end of tour. <laughs> right. Uh, well, Kano's coming in pretty far behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you never know. If she truly is the music video metal, she yeah. may be at the forum in a couple of weeks. Yep. So let's see. The, um, there was some speculation that we would lose the drummer that we had, uh, Anthony Barone, who was um, Shadow of Intent's drummer, because Shadow of Intent was starting to play. Uh, but it turned out. Uh, he ditched them and stuck with Dave Metal. <laughs> Smart move. So, That's probably a good career move. Yeah. So anyway, so they, I guess they Shadow of Intent got us got a different drummer. But yeah, so I mean, there's various things to say about the individual shows. Uh, maybe why don't we start by talking about Kansas City, since uh, okay. Garrett, you were there. Yes, it was a uh, it was quite the show. I feel like it definitely did better than last year's in terms of excitement level and crowd interaction. Um, I'll be honest, I couldn't really tell entirely too much for the first, say, three quarters of the show. I was too focused on looking at the stage because me and my girlfriend got really good standing spots. We were like, right, there was one guy in front of us and then it was Barrier. It was crazy. I was the closest I've ever been. Awesome. Um, I'd say... Unfortunately, I think we we both went in there baby metal fans, but she left more of an Avatar fan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lucky. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought that was funny because she doesn't want to listen to that on the way home. Like, but we just went to baby metal show. Don't you want to relive the show? She's like, oh, let's go to Avatar this time. Like, okay, whatever. Um, (laughs) That's pretty interesting. I was judging like the line whenever we were standing outside. I compared to last year because whenever last year came around, me and my buddy got there as early as we could. And we ended up being further back than we were this year when we got there at four o'clock when doors were at, I think, six. Or no, their doors were at seven. Oh, no, we, we heard Soundcheck, I heard Shanty, I heard Road Resistance, and Megatsune all being soundchecked. And that was pretty, pretty sweet to hear because the door we were standing next to was like right next to the stage. Yeah, some of the sound checks that uh, I've seen videos from, they're loud. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. kidding. 
it was pretty great. And it was what, what was great was it was only like three steps away from where we were standing in line anyway. And I ended up meeting the dude, Communda Metal, I think his name is on the Reddit. He's the one that gave away the tickets that me and my girlfriend used to get in. Huh. So it's pretty cool to meet him. Cool. But as for the show, like props to Riho. She was she did an amazing job. It was great to see Moa and Sue so close. So where where were you positioned? Oh, I was standing Moa's side, huh? right side. The correct side. The the right side, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, I actually that's something I asked my girlfriend when we went in. Like she's like, of the re- I asked her of the research that you've done, which side do you want to stand on? She's like, um, I don't know. We'll see when we get in there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. And we get in there. We saw how cl- how empty it was. I guess everybody went for merch. <laughs> um, something I I don't know if it's really worth mentioning, but I'm going to mention. Her, she actually ended up leaving the show, not leaving the show, but like leaving the crowd, like halfway through the, the last song to go get ready to get the merch, and they actually let her get the top down wall flag early. Ah, yeah, nice. Oh, so if you got complaining girlfriend about feet hurting and luck, the sales guy will sell you a flag a little bit early. <laughs> uh, don't tell him I said this though. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a snitch, but <laughs> right. It's further in the show notes, but I would like to mention the um the interaction during Gimme Chocolate with Sue and Moa. Yeah, no, that I, was something. I actually noticed that. Like, I pointed that out. I think I had my I just put my phone away because I recorded a slow motion video of Gimme a part of Gimme Chocolate. I put my phone in my pocket and then I saw Sue just staring at Moa. I'm like, what on earth? <laughs> awesome, <laughs> great moment. But one complaint I have is throwing this out here if you're one of the types of people who like goes to shows la- like later like they don't stand in line and then forcefully try to weasel your way up through the crowd to get to that barrier i hate you <laughs> yeah like genuinely there's like three people that did that all ended up getting on the barrier and we were still stuck in place we ended up getting pushed back it was kind of unfortunate but it was whatever yeah it's it, it's you know I, I don't know what to make of that it does seem like you know we are enough of a community usually that everyone can sort of sense that if they had been there all day they would not want to be pushed away by someone just because you know yeah they yeah. could be but we had a great time regardless it was a fun show um totally glad we went she was she had, it was her first like real concert she had been to a smaller show beforehand but she had never been to like a real concert wow oh uh, cool yeah so she had a great time i had a wonderful time yeah, my impression of the the Kansas City show. I mean, like, I I don't know how much of this I was just projecting, but they really seemed hyped. I mean, like they like more than oh, some yeah. of the other ones. They were really like trying to make this one work. Oh yeah, I feel like we could definitely see it in their faces. There's a lot more smiles. I feel like than there were last year, coming from the stage. But especially towards the end, I saw a lot of Fox hands up in the air. It was kind of a cool thing to see. Yeah. And I was thinking even more than last year, just like, you know, the previous shows leading up to this year's. Um, I think I think the Kansas City show was really, uh, it was a pretty high point in the energy level. Oh, for sure. Uh, I keep I keep hesitating to quite put it uh, higher just because they they sort of used the momentum from Kansas City to just kill it in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was... Um, I, the Dallas crowd was just something. Uh, they were singing and and in tune. <laughs> it was, but um, but yes, yeah, so we, maybe we should go back to the the gimme chocolate thing um, because um, 
I, you know, I assume most people know this, but in the sort of like the second half of Gimme Chocolate, there's a there's a time when like Mo runs around and kind of like sort of like points her fingers approximately at Sue's ear about. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the other person runs it over to the other side. And there's been this like longstanding uh, sort of prank moment of various kinds where, you know, like Mo is always like, like poking Sue or like grabbing her ear or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, from what I could tell, at least um, what happened in Kansas city is that Mo was sort of like banging on Sue's shoulder <laughs> with her arm. <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> so possibly also like playing with her ear at the same time. And this time Sue just like, stared at her <laughs> like, yeah that was great for that part for a long time yeah, yeah. it was incredible <laughs> like you could count it on your hands long yeah um but i mean i think that was that was a in a sense you know we always sort of expected ma to do that to sue but but this this uh at least i took it to be not actual anger but yeah but, i'm sure but it wasn't pranking her back <laughs> very funny it was very nice though Oh well, yeah. There's, there's another. There's sort of two places where uh, they are known to be goofy, right? So the other one is in Megitsune, where where like Sue's behind the mask and you're know, like hiding her face, and then they will often do some sort of like you know, make some sort of faces at each other. Um, and at the Saint Paul show, they got some pretty good shots actually of of both. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there's a number of these actually. Uh, now that I'm, I'm trying to remember where it was that they were sort of doing this little like shimmy thing. I think that was uh, Dallas, Denver. I forget. Um, but there was a really funny shot of of Sue like making a a very quick, strange face at uh, at Moa. Anyway, I don't know if you saw it, but if you haven't seen it, try to find it, and maybe I can figure out a way to embed these images in the show notes. Yeah, I need to find these. Uh, but it's uh it's just these are so funny to see um i think it would be really kind of interesting someone was mentioning this in some discussion uh in the discord about like this being kind of an interesting question to ask them you know an unexpected interview question is kind of like maybe not what your favorite uh you know favorite one of those is but just kind of like you know what's what is the process (laughs) how do you decide what you're gonna do (laughs) anyway I, one note I had about the Dallas show was that um, I, I think this was that show that I didn't quite catch exactly what happened, but I think that I think Sue dropped the mic in Headbanger. Um, Oops! And so the and and damaged it in a way, you know. So like it didn't work very well for the rest of the show, and they didn't um, they didn't swap it out. They just she just stuck with it. I mean, she had to basically be uh, louder. I mean, huh. she was not inaudible, but it, it was not working well. Jeez, oh, I can't think of any other time something like that's happened. Yeah, well, I I just don't understand why they didn't swap it out. <laughs> Maybe they only have one. Well, surely that's not the case. You'd think. I do wonder though, like how many of those like fancy mic stands and things exist. Oh, the the headbanger. Uh, yeah, the Queen staff thing. Yeah, the Freddie Mercury tribute. I'm gonna mic say stand. at least three. At least three of those exist. Okay. That's a total guess. (laughs) You heard it here. There are three. Big facts. I mean, three is a very, you know, sort of integral number to this band, so. Yes. Why not four? 
Well, who knows? Okay. Anyway, I think um, let me just sort of look down the list here and see if there's anything that I wanted to mention of these other shows. Um, they all seemed pretty well attended. So I was worried about St. Paul. I was worried about Salt Lake City. Um, but I think Denver sold out. Denver did sell out. Yeah. I guess I'm pretty sure that's the only one they've advertised as sold out. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it looks, things are, things are looking pretty good. Uh, I, I suppose I actually I have a thought on that um, uh-huh. because I bought more tickets today. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I was buying, I was waiting to buy tickets for Portland cause we're going up there for that show. Um, but the GA actually sold out pretty quickly for that. Um, and so I was just waiting to see if some resales would show up and no resales showed up for just floor GA. Uh, <laughs> so I ended up having to get chosen one. So I'm uh. wondering if maybe a lot of these shows, yeah, I know I had to buy $300 straws again. Um, <laughs> but I'm wondering if maybe a lot of these shows are selling out the floor and a lot of the seats, but just not selling out VIP. Cause you know, it's $300 for some straws. So that's why none of them are selling out or only Denver has sold out because the really expensive tickets are the ones that aren't going. Yeah. Could be, could be, they really do charge a lot for those. And I mean, yeah. it's reflected in how few VIP people, you know, are, have been in the line so far. Oh, interesting. See, I, I hadn't known that. Well, yeah, I think it's been, I mean, I believe it's been, I think we said this last time, but I think it has remained true that it's still, you know, like usually like 20 ish or something chosen ones and really you know something like that many again of the uh vip2 so interesting it's it's not as many i remember there being a lot more last year oh for yeah sure. so i think that it's possible that they they you know hit the price barrier <laughs> well i think they probably hit the price barrier and all the people that usually travel the whole tour are cut in probably three quarters at least right because there's just who can do that i know if i think three japanese mates who are like doing it but that's it yeah exactly uh and i don't have the um list in front of me but i guess what's the next las vegas is it already san francisco at that point we're getting close to the end here we are um so salt lake city just happened las yeah. vegas is next mm-hmm. oh and tempe and tempe arizona and then it's uh my first show, San Francisco, which is Friday the 4th. Yeah. One week after. We right. And then we have the Forum a week after that, and then on to Portland, Aftershock, and Sacramento, and Seattle. Yeah, and I'm totally curious to know what they're going to do after the Forum, <laughs> too. Me, too. I'm excited. I'm going to all those. Excellent. Yeah. Hopefully a set list change. Yeah, well, you'd think, yeah. I mean, if they introduce something new. Yeah, you'd think... I'd almost assume, but you never know. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like exactly. Yeah. I think I feel like we have more data telling us that when they switch at least formats between like a their own headline show to a festival and then back to their own headline, like they might change the set list up for that. But as soon as they get back to you know inside in their own headline, it's back to what they were doing before the festival. At least that's what we've seen in the past. Yeah. So my guess is once the forum's over, it'll just kind of resume the normal, what they've been doing up until the forum. Well, and I think that would be even more likely if the personnel changes at the forum, right? Yeah, if it's going to happen, that's where it's going to happen. 
So if they go back to the Galactic Empire personnel, <laughs> then yeah, that would be well. They would sort of expect him to keep going. That's of course assuming Galactic Empire doesn't play the forum. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I think. How's that for a prediction? <laughs> yeah, right. I I'm kind of right on the line, fifty fifty. It could be Galactic Empire guys. It could be the guys who've been doing it for years. Yeah. Um. I know the Kari band guys, not the Kami band, the Kari band guys, because that's a good way to group them. We're all recording and doing things up until this weekend in Japan. I don't think they have anything scheduled next week after next, the week of the forum. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I think I think Umura actually had something like on the day after he does. or something. So yeah, he does. He's definitely not there. Okay, so I guess we can move on maybe to the next thing. Which is that they've started uh, doing this countdown on Instagram. So, it, and as far as I know, this is the only place that the countdown has happened. But they're they're like short little, you know, Instagram stories that that say, and, and I don't have it in front of me, but they basically you know say that they're counting down the days till the album, right? And that's what it looks like. So it was it said fourteen days to Metal Galaxy, right? And then. They had a little clip of Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. And then they had 13 days. And then they had a little clip of Kagero, which is astounding because that is like, you know, now they've leaked it themselves. Uh, there's, there, you know, there, it's their official spoilers now. <laughs> um, actually, they, I mean, that is a kind of a good way to undercut the value of these, these, you know, leaked previews. It's just do it, you know, release them to everybody anyway. <laughs> yeah. If that's even the point. Yeah. I'm I'm sure they're just building hype, not trying to just undercut mistakes yeah. made by European music distributors. Right. But it's kind of cool. So the, uh, actually, I'm not sure. I don't remember about Kagero, uh, whether that's a different chunk, but the, uh, the 12 one that we just got was a chunk of brand new day, which is, um, so I guess, you know, it's official. It's still a spoiler. <laughs> it's up to you if you want to listen to it. Um, yeah. If you'd listen to the other pieces of this song, it's a different piece. You didn't, you haven't heard this before. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually avoiding the uh, Instagram and Twitter stories from them because I, I already right. did the first round of leaks, you know, so we could talk yeah. about it on the show. Um, yeah. But I kind of, oh, I kind of want to keep the rest of it under wraps so that I can enjoy yeah. it fresh. And there, you know, these things are only like 10 seconds long, but so yeah, it's, you know, it's still, but it still gives you a sense uh, of what we're looking at. And I guess what we have 11 more, <laughs> we're sure to hear new things. Oh, certainly. It seems like all the samples of the ones I did click on have been different from the, uh, the ones we got last time. Yep. So, um, that's, it's kind of a nice hype builder. It's a little strange that they're previewing these little chunks of the songs, but they're little chunks, so I guess that's okay. Uh, there was um, it reminds me a little bit of the count up they did to the distortion release too. They they did that uh, in you know May twenty eighteen. They, oh, right. they had this, yeah. these little like numbers. <laughs> I remember it was, and that was kind of fun. That was kind of a fun time. You know they'd they'd put this mysterious like mysterious image that you couldn't quite parse and they'd put a number and it'd be like one and then they do another one and it's usually mostly black and white but maybe a hint of color and they'd 
right two and you could it was clearly building up you know these were with the dates in may so they're gonna they were building up to may 8th and you know that was back when everything was fun <laughs> <laughs> anyway it'll be interesting to see what uh what they do in the next the next 11 days but but it really is getting close hype is building yeah for sure okay so the next thing i think you might remember that last time we were very impressed by you know the fact that they were they were getting to be oh well actually maybe even before i do that um there was a loudwire interview (laughs) yes there was um this was graham hartman who has interviewed them a few times before it's a little bit over three minutes uh there's promised to be a second part coming and so i don't know some describe it somebody oh man i'm just it's just like how do you describe that there's more english they talk about yui a little bit um it it feels a little more personal questions were asked mm-hmm. that i'm sure are still scripted and pre-planned but not as i don't know album focused as maybe you would expect i mean of course they talk about the album and songs and things like that but they also talk about other stuff i like the fact that that you know sue at least is like struggling for words a little bit meaning that it wasn't all just like planned ahead <laughs> you know she's she's sort of yeah, she's uh, sort of like thinking it through at the time obviously there's a uh, like a line of talking points but well hard to say too her talking points could be done in japanese and she's trying to remember the english so those are the pauses we're seeing right um i don't know it's hard to say with a language barrier if that's necessarily true I'm sure it's partly true. It's probably a balance. Yeah. But it did feel definitely a little bit more more candid, I guess. It did. I think that's I think in some part that has to do with them not hiding behind the persona as much and just mm-hmm. talking to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So what highlights here? I guess they asked them each like what their favorite song was. Yeah, so Ma, Ma went with Papaya, and Sue, in a surprise move, went with Omajinai. <laughs> so, <laughs> From what I've heard of that song, I'm going to like that one, too, I think. Well, I mean, even if we hadn't heard any of it, you know, it's Sue approved. <laughs> yeah, no Sue kidding. Approved. Yeah, and there was a, there's actually a, a nice little part where Ma describes the Avengers. <laughs> That's perhaps the best part of the whole thing. That's <laughs> my favorite part of the whole thing. <laughs> so Ma describes these and says they're chosen by the fox god and that they're inspiring and then you know tells people to come to the show (laughs) very very long message yes anyway go watch it several times it's great okay but yeah anyway to get back to the thing that i started saying before uh last time we were very impressed that they had you know gotten uh sort of like in magazines and in metal hammer 327 in pmc volume 15 and hedobon 24 and uh, then immediately after that, they, you know, are in like another, <laughs> like twice that many or something. Yeah, no kidding. So Out of nowhere. And yeah. isn't there, there's like a 90 page interview coming out or something soon? Is that what I read? Yeah, that's a young guitar. That's, uh, they're in the November 2019 issue. Um, the cover of that is quite hilarious too. They're, they're um, holding these, like, they're on, Sue and Ma are on the cover holding these like nine string guitars <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which are like as big as they are practically <laughs> uh yeah 
I don't they think... come with a, a free score of distortion in Arcadia. I think I might be interested in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, that was that was what uh, I was connecting that with. I, I, I'm sure that accounts for a lot of those ninety pages. But uh, oh, for sure, ninety is a lot of pages. Yeah, guaranteed more than a page of text. Yeah, I think we can probably say safely that. But um, uh, that feels like a lot for a baby metal interview nowadays. For an interview for a magazine that I've never even heard of. They were in Young Guitar once before, I think. Um, they were. Long, long ago. <laughs> I mean, you know, as long ago as you can get with these people. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so the, let's see, that, that's going to come out uh, October 10th, so like right before the album, which is, you know, so I guess it's okay for that they put these album songs in there. But you'll have a day, <laughs> I suppose, to practice it on the guitar. <laughs> Somehow leak it that way. Yeah. You know? But yeah, so that's that's pretty excellent. Um, 2016, says the chat room, <laughs> is when they were yes. on guitar before. Um, also holding guitars. In that case, the little mini arrows, it looks like. The cooler ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't expect that we're going to get, like, like the mini arrows, these, like, baby metal branded, you know, nine string guitars, but who knows? <laughs> I'd buy it. Yeah, people would. That's true. Um, but okay, so yeah, so there's that. Uh, there, Rolling Stone Japan Volume Eight uh, has 22 pages, a poster, uh, interview, and photo shoot. Um, and the interviews include so this interview with Sue Metal, Maw Metal, Koba Metal, and Bring Me the Horizon, and a Metal Galaxy review. That's pretty impressive. I have this <laughs> already. <laughs> it, it got shipped to me pretty quickly. Uh. Of course you do. But of course it's in Japanese, so I can't make too much of it. Uh, the Bring Me the Horizon uh, interview was online. So that's that, that I think is, like you can um, read that in translation. Uh, but I don't think the other ones were. I haven't really checked very carefully and, you know, I can't, I can't read it as it is. The poster is uh, folded into the back of the magazine, so it's going to have crease marks. <laughs> But it is at least, you know, four times a magazine page size. Nice size. That's cool. Yeah, Metal Hammer decided, uh, you know, it wasn't enough for them to have already, you know, like, had them in the... So they had this bundle where you could get this patch and uh, this art, which we talked about last time. Uh, And then once everybody had bought that, then they released another version, (laughs) which I'm not sure if it has a different cover, but it uh, comes with a numbered print. So... They're making six, six, 666 of them, and uh, they're you know individually numbered, so you have to buy that again. <laughs> so buy all the things, spend yeah. all the money. Somebody got number four four forty four, um, and posted a photo of it. I'm not sure who got it, but I've seen the photo. Andrew, so that's pretty excellent. Somebody had to get it, but uh, it's it's pretty cool that we sort of know who it is. So anyway, so I'm going to have four metal hammers, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but what else? What did I miss? Um, Rockin' on Japan, uh, November 2019 uh, issue. will have Sue and Moa interviews over 20,000 characters each. So quite long. That one's at the end of September, Monday, September 30th. Hey, that's tomorrow. Oh, no, you're right. Oh. You're right. Jeez. <laughs> that's scary. So. Yeah, and the thing is with these, you know, they announce one, I think, oh, there's another magazine, and I order it. 
and then they announce another one after like and mine's already like already ordered and being shipped so <laughs> the shippers are getting a huge amount out of me <laughs> another couple of things that, that I, we knew about this last time but i don't think we mentioned it that the um, hmv catalog has like a little i think they're on the cover of that uh you know it's like i believe it's just a free thing that they give out in the stores but um and there's a little bit of text about metal galaxy and in there there's uh, something like a little spoiler for one of the Japanese exclusives, which I won't say out loud here, but it's findable. So the BXMXC, we we know like one tiny bit of information about it now that we didn't know before. Mysterious. Yeah. I don't know how to get that. You know, I, you can, like, I, I don't know how you order the catalog. <laughs> so you have to go to Japan and pick it up for free in the store, I guess. Or wait for someone else to do that and then charge a huge amount on eBay. Uh, and then Tower also... Um, they have a, it's some sort of like mix of a catalog and a magazine, but the October issue of Tower Plus uh, has big metal on the cover um, that will be handed out for free in October in stores. So I've lost track of <laughs> how many that is, but uh, it's, you know, at least as many magazines as we knew about last time we recorded. Big five? Yeah. If you include Loud, if you don't include Loudwire? Well, it's an interview. I suppose that maybe counts, but. Yeah, and, yeah unreal. Six. Yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, lots of interviews. The uh, next thing I was going to mention here, out of nowhere, somebody uh, announced selling a now red vinyl edition of Metal Galaxy. So, uh, I think it was Bear Tree Records. Spend more money out first. Yeah. So, you know, now I will have <laughs> black, clear, and red. The clear will but, sound better, by the way. If you're going to listen to one, cl- listen to the clear one. Okay. It has to do with the, the way it's pressed. It, oh, for real? For real, yeah. Clear records actually sound better. Good to know. That is interesting. I w- had no idea. But So I think I, I don't think Bear Tree Records is the only place that you can get this, but they were the first to announce it. Um, so if you're interested, you can get that. Um, I think it was... Uh, kind of going on visual memory here but i think it was something like 29 pounds they're um in european stores and this one you know in the uk <laughs> but so i i feel like i somebody else talk about the next thing <laughs> <laughs> take it away garrett i actually know nothing about this one so um <laughs> no, Galaxy well. of it. no it doesn't <laughs> i'm behind a day or two <laughs> i try to hand it off but i always pick the things that it, <laughs> Anyway, I'll take the, I'll take the new news. Okay. Well, the thing I was going to say the uh, next here was that the um, tower is going to have a Metal Galaxy launch event, um, which is on which is at the end of October seventh. So when the calendar flips over to October eighth at the Shibuya Tower, um, you can buy the physical thing, which is I think the first time that you will be able to get your hands on the physical album. And that comes along with a certificate and a sticker, which I think is a little scratch-off thing, and a card holder. And um, if you scratch off the thing, uh, your your sticker, and you uh, win the lottery that that puts you in, then you win a pen. (laughs) Nice. A whole pen. (laughs) Is it ballpoint or... I don't know. (laughs) Don't worry. You can hop on the train and go flip that at Trio and probably make some money on it. I'm a big fan of fountain pens. Baby <laughs> metal fountain pen. Come on. But uh, yeah, so there's. Uh, oh, and actually, they also they will have 
B1 sized posters and I'm not my um my sizing is not I'm not sure exactly what that is. I think it's probably about tabloid size. Um but they 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 will have posters at Tower that they will give to you if you buy uh the album in October at any point. So I guess until they run out. But so if you're physically in Japan, it's sensible to go buy it there. Anyway, yeah, so what is that? So October October eighth, midnight oh one. I I don't know how to so when they announced it they said this was this was they uh listed it as zero o'clock on October eighth or twenty four uh PM on October seventh. So, it'd be twenty four hundred. Yeah. There's no AM there's no AM PM on a twenty four hour clock. You'd think, but no. They wrote they wrote zero AM or twenty four PM. Really? They did. Wow. <laughs> wow. So um but anyway, that it at least isolates the time. <laughs> we know what time that is, and that is the time at which presumably uh there will be ways to hear this. Um <laughs> uh, a couple of days prior to the official release at, on the 11th. And I think actually the, I think we talked about this before, but ASMART uh, is mailing out everything on the uh, 8th, I think. Is that right? I've, I've already forgotten, but they, they definitely have, um, ASMART is sending stuff out early. Nice. All right. Now the, the, the breaking news that we just got. Breaking news here. Um, Legend Metal Galaxy. Two extra shows in Japan, Saturday, January 25th, and Sunday, Jan- January 26th, at the Makuhari Messi Arena. So it's going to be a pretty big venue, you know. Got a couple other shows there from there. um, The first, the one lottery, is going to take place October 6th. Winners announced around October 12th. Second, the one lottery is October 25th to 28th. Winners announced around November 6th. Must buy the one membership by October seventeenth to enter it as possible they could sell out. Yeah. So, so I think I think what that means is like the for the first lottery, both of these are the one lottery. You know, like the one only. Yeah. And mm. I think for the first one, it's too late for you <laughs> if you yeah, are not already. Yeah, remember. it is. It, it. So you got to buy the the one, then you can enter the second lottery. Yeah. I think one thing that's interesting about this is it's right before the European tour. Yeah, Stockholm coming up on the third of February. Yeah, so that's I mean not even a week after these, right? Yeah, or maybe it is a week. I don't know. <laughs> it's something close to that, though. What's interesting to me is that it's labeled legend. Yeah, it's a legend. Yeah, I've never been completely clear on what that is supposed to mean. Uh, well, I mean, look at the past and the other things that have been legend shows. Legend M. Legend S. Always a big deal. Legend 99. Legend 97. Hmm. They they have all been kind of milestones for members of the band in some way or another. Very, very interesting. I see where you're coming from. I, I, I don't, I don't think I can predict anything big besides it just being like a, the Japanese version of uh album release, maybe writing the, the glory from its release and from the forum. But so the Maybe. forum is not a legend show, right? The forum is not no, a legend show. It is not just a legend show. oh, you're right. It, though. it is just live at the forum. But was Yokohama? No, but I think it's pretty clear that it was supposed to be. Yeah. 
See, there are holes in these theories. (laughs) (laughs) You can punch a hole in that theory all you want, but scheduling two shows in two hometowns one week apart in birthday months, I mean, do do the math (laughs) Mm -hmm. there. That was supposed to be a legend show. Yeah. But yeah, so it's it's definitely going to be big, even, you know, regardless of whether how much we can deduce from the the name legend. I mean, like, it's going to be big. It's on the Lunar New Year, but I don't know if I that don't even, makes any difference. I, I barely even know what that means. So, well, it's like the, it's like the Chinese New Year. It's like okay in ancient history, it was what Japan considered the New Year too, but probably oh, doesn't yeah. mean anything. <laughs> so, it's a coincidental date. Yeah, yeah, it's probably actually more connected to the fact that it's about you know that it's leading into the European tour. But I I bet that means that there's going to be something new and interesting that will bleed into the European tour as well. You know, that the European leg is not going to be like the U.S. leg. Yeah, who knows? I mean, we have a poster. We have it labeled Legend. The sun and the moon are on it yeah. again. Yeah, who knows? Maybe one of our maybe one of our three Avengers is going to get promoted. Yeah, or <laughs> they'll just add two more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows? Or a fourth completely unknown person will get added to the rotation. Who the heck knows? It's Muscle a, Metal makes a comeback. It's yeah. a legend show, though, so I'm instantly interested. Yeah. And it's actually tempting to fly out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'd already kind of, in my mind, thought about, like, how I might be able to do the, the you know, 10-10-20-20 show. Um this feels too soon, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you can't go enough, Paul. Yeah, just make it Spend happen. Spend money. Just make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can do it. I'm not sure if I can do it. But um, it is tempting, I have to say. Uh, yeah, and well, let's see. So the decisions. If you make it through the lotteries, I guess you know November sixth. I guess is when you would know if you've made it through either of the first two lotteries. So. If you can wait that long to buy plane tickets. Well, no, it's October 12th is the first round and November 6th is the second round of pre-sale. Right. Because I think I think I probably wouldn't just go to Japan, (laughs) (laughs) even if I didn't get tickets. But who knows? I'm going to try pretty hard, I think, for the the 10th in 2021. You absolutely should go. Yeah. Anyway, but so that's that's cool. Huge amount of news uh, for this time that we thought you know still thought was going to be just sort of like the tour continuing (laughs) but and who knows as soon as we hit you know stop on the recording there'll be some other giant news of some sort yeah we might get more info on that as it gets a little closer i suppose well yeah i I wonder if at the forum they might say something about that oh could be exciting times but yeah so i guess um we are at a point where the forum is within oh yeah actually if they're going to do any like fancy talk show media stuff in LA, we're getting into that point where like at the end of this week, so at the end of the San Francisco show, uh, there's a pause where they're yes. in the LA area. And, you know, so that'll be interesting. I'm hoping that something happens. We have no indication that something will happen, but it's not ruled out yet. <laughs> I'm not going to abandon hope quite yet. 
well two late night shows film there as long uh, as well yeah. as a host of other daytime shows that are popular yeah so there's still possible there's still a possibility but the other thing the part of what i was thinking about here was that uh the next two week point uh for recording would be actually after the forum so you wanna, what day is the forum on it is on a friday friday the 11th maybe like this that next sunday yeah exactly but i think i think basically the next time we're we're all here in the discord it'll be over and we will know <laughs> what has happened <laughs> true so all of the secrets will have been revealed yeah that's pretty um it's pretty hard to believe actually it's so soon <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> came up quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, anything else anyone wanted to get in here before we close this one out? Don't forget to bring a towel if we're going to live shows. Oh, for sure. I regret <laughs> not getting one, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's it is obligatory. Obligatory. Um. Well, and I mean, particularly at the forum. Um, oh yeah. I suppose probably it's not unlikely that there will be at least some people handing out fan towels you know <laughs> but um come come prepared i don't think i've i don't think i've ever seen a towel fan merch oh somebody was doing that uh i think there's someone had them at the new york city show oh um, awesome i guess it makes were, sense to start doing that now yeah they were they were yellow you know poppy towels <laughs> oh awesome but um the but yeah, I mean, I think um, if it's going to be pro shot, you know, you might be there. You're going to look like an idiot if you're not swinging the towel. So <laughs> just yep. keep that in mind. Just swing the towel. <laughs> Fit in. Yeah, that's right. Conform. 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 <laughs> conform. Uh, we are not a cult. Okay. Anyway, I think we'll call it at that and say that's it for this episode. Uh, you can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here in about two weeks, and we hope you'll join us then. And until then, see you.